Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. We'll get to the AFC and NFC title games in just a second, but just was on Twitter a couple minutes ago. Uh, Ian Rappaport, who has been, I think he's been the one that's probably had the most D'Amico reports of the national media over the last few days. He was just on Good Morning Football a moment ago and gave the latest update on D'Amico Ryans to the Houston Texans. D'Amico Ryans, who late this week emerged as the favorite for the Houston Texans head coaching job. Of course, his season is over, his team season is over, which is all bad, except it does clear the path for him to be named the Houston Texans head coach at some point later in this week. Here's where it stands. He is considered to be the favorite. The Denver Broncos, who also had significant interest in D'Amico Ryans, after interviewing him, they have received indication that he his attention is headed elsewhere. Houston, of course, where he played a former second-round linebacker and a former captain there. So he's going to do a second interview with the Texans this week, assuming all goes well, and it should. He will be named the Texans' next head coach, the second hire of this cycle. All right, so there you go. So no, I, nothing real new there, but I think that it's getting reinforced is probably a positive sign, I would say. If um, uh, the 2006 draft class is widely regarded as like easily the best draft class for the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. and I wonder if, uh, if D'Amico were to end up coming back to his team and winning a Super Bowl as the coach. And presumably, <laughs> presumably, D'Amico, if he'd gone to another team and gone into coaching, probably wouldn't have been the guy that, that got the job this go-around. You know, whole butterfly effect and all that stuff. I feel like that might have to go down as one of the best drafts in NFL history if he can bring a Super Bowl. John Elway, obviously, is a... Is a, it's hard to beat John Elway yeah. as both a GM and as a player, I suppose, um, or the Patriots, obviously. But for, for the total the oh, for, total depth of the draft, that would be a pretty good one. <laughs> for the Texans, it'd be a slam dunk. As you yeah. pointed out, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. already the best draft class now. It's a, yeah, Mario Williams, D'Amico Ryans, uh, Charles Spencer, and Eric Winston. So three are your top four hits. Spencer was good. He just was injured. Got hurt, yeah. Owen, Owen Daniels, yeah. Wally Lundy, and David Anderson. Yeah. Those are out of, out of, um, out of, Seven players there. You got five quality NFL. Football five contributors. Players. Yeah, yeah. And I say contributors. Yeah, at, at, at the peak, you you had all pros in that class. Uh, along those lines, Seth. Speaking of former Texans, speaking of former teammates of D'Amico Ryan's, I saw John Lopez post this on Twitter last night. That was the first place I saw it. But it was a picture that included at least one of the names you mentioned there. Owen Daniels was in the picture, along with 
about a dozen or so, or, or maybe even more, former Houston Texans, many of whom played with D'Amico Ryans. There was some Texans medical staff in the picture as well. I saw Dr. Munts in there. They were all at B&B Butchers, and it, it's not in, it doesn't indicate exactly when, but it's obviously pretty recent. Over the weekend, it would look like. J.J. Watts in the picture, Andre Johnson, Matt Schaub. We have a text, one of a couple of texts we've gotten about that picture on the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. I'll read this one, 3876. There's a picture on Bleacher Report of all these former Texans and the current medical staff. John Weeks is in there. Um, JJ, um, Matt Schaub is in there. They're all getting together. Uh, there's people that think that's actually because D'Amico is going to be named the coach tomorrow and they're all going to be at the press conference. Seth, is there any smoke, do you think, to this picture? Because a lot of guys in that picture do not make their homes in Houston. They're, they live, right, right. They live out. Matt Schaub, I don't think, lives here. JJ does not have a home. I, he may have a house here. I don't know, but he doesn't, you know, this isn't his home base anymore, Houston. Um, and I would his imagine a few, still, a few of the yeah, other guys in there probably don't live here anymore either. His house was for sale, remember, at the one point because um, remember that weird article in the Chronicle that said you can tell it's his house because there's a T-shaped pool in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody could figure out where what the significance of that was. Right. <laughs> like, okay, it's got a T-shaped pool. Yeah. Um, uh, Nick Martin is in there too. He is. That's the one, that's the one curious uh, presence of I I couldn't figure out there are a couple other guys that I didn't quite recognize um but yeah the Nick Nick Martin definitely didn't play with D'Amico Ryan so that was curious Bill Kolar the old defensive line coach was in there is he in there uh, yeah yeah okay. but for the most part it was all guys from D'Amico's era including Bill Kolar so uh yeah I would say I I doubt it and Andre's restaurant opened late last week. Maybe they were all in town for something at Andre's restaurant. Okay. Um, I have no idea. But I, I, I don't think that it would have been that many guys coming in from out of town on short notice when it wasn't even official yet. But who knows? Who I knows? would say if there's a guy who has that level of respect, the guys would be flying in for it, it would be D'Amico Ryans, I would think. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he, he, he's, he's at that level, no doubt. I'm looking. Kareem Jackson's in the picture uh, yeah. I mentioned Andre. Shane Leckler is in there. Kevin Walter is in the picture. A few other guys who I don't uh, don't quite recognize, but it's uh, it's quite a crew. I bet that was a fun dinner. Bet a lot of good stories at that dinner. Well, we so. know Muncie has it in for me. We don't know why, but uh, Doctor Muncie uh, has it in for you. Oh yeah. yeah, what was it? He wouldn't. You tried to get an appointment with him, right? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, he probably sprained my wrist trying to trying to. Do a hernia check on me once or something. He can't. He's not. He's not checked out on equipment that size. So he's. Uh, he's probably just. He's. He's trying to. He's keep protecting himself. himself. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, on that note, uh, so that we'll 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 keep in tune here. What happens with D'Amico? Uh, Lopez also tweeted yesterday. Like in a perfect world, um, you know, D'Amico becomes available today, which he did by by the virtue of the 49ers losing yesterday. We'll get into that in a second. Um, and that the news breaks at 10.01 a.m. And I'm like, John, you guys get so much good stuff because of your time slot. Stop it. Let's get, let's do an 8.01 a.m. for a change. It's interesting because there was other, you know, there are other reasons for you and I to believe that um, Tomiko and the Texans were fond of each other. It was news that wasn't released. It's was similar to what Rappaport had said. Um, and uh, so I think that that almost makes me feel even better about it. Rappaport for, you know, because he works for the league, is kind of a mouthpiece for official information in a lot of ways. That's official information that's not official yet, um, where other people may be sitting on stuff that they're just not releasing yet. Yep, yep. You know? uh, 
It's a good point. So let's get to the let's get to the conference title games, starting with D'Amico Ryan's and the San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. I had the Eagles in this game, Seth. I just I my take on this game going into it was I just I think the other I thought the other shoe was going to drop on Brock Purdy at some point, especially against a team that's so formidable up front as the Eagles are. Um, 70 sacks this year, and they increased that total again yesterday. Um, but I did not anticipate Brock Purdy going out early in the game with an elbow injury. And Josh Johnson, yeah, who Texan fans may not realize was a Houston Texan at one point. Of course, he was on every team at one point in the NFL. He's been on, I believe, 16 teams? I counted, 17 teams? I counted 14 because there's a few he's been on twice. So, oh, yeah. okay. So when I was looking at the uh, – okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. he's probably had 17 stops. But he's yeah. been like I think he's been on the Ravens twice and the Niners a couple of times and, yeah. and so forth. But he he oh, was plus a, some of these as I'm looking at his career history, it includes the Sacramento Mountain Lions. Yes, of the UFL. The, yeah, yeah. The he's, the LA Wildcats. Yep. So okay, he's he's played professional football for a lot of a lot of people. Yes. Like this, this guy's tax returns probably look like a, a traveling. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And my, my con- got to pay city taxes and state income taxes and all that. My conclusion yeah. with Josh Johnson is that he must be one of the greatest dudes of all time. Cause I don't think you play for nearly 20 teams in a 18, what a 16 year span, something like that. Yeah. Without being a really good guy. <laughs> I mean, he's, he was with the Broncos this season. Yeah. He's played, he played for two teams. I say play. He was on two rosters, um, from two different teams this year. I did see some people saying, how the hell can Josh Johnson be the best guy they have on the roster? I, he's their fourth string quarterback. Right. I mean, they, they, they've got, they, they had so many injuries at quarterbacks last year. It's kind of fitting that this is how they went out. I did think that, this is – I wish there were a stat for earned and unearned injuries. I think the Eagles – you might be tempted to say, well, the Eagles got lucky because the 49ers quarterbacks uh, all got injured. Look, both Josh Johnson and Brock Purdy were injured in this game, and the Eagles did it by beating the snot out of an offensive lineman who was – or excuse me, beating the snot out of a tight end who was trying to block Hassan Reddick. In one instance, and, just, and that that's another big curiosity of all this is, okay, um, Brock Purdy's got to get that ball out faster, but should Kyle Shanahan be calling plays where tight ends are trying to block Hassan Reddick? You know what it felt like, Sean? Hassan Reddick, who's probably going to be runner-up for the defensive MVP to Joey Bosa, or Nick Bosa, felt a little bit like Akeem Olajuwon versus David Robinson. Oh, the dream shake. Oh. Felt a little bit like, okay, Akeem didn't get the MVP, Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. Let's see how it goes in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Hassan Reddick was awesome yesterday. I thought, I thought there were, I thought there were three kind of big turning points in the game. And it, the final score was thirty-one-seven. So this thing, it was, it was pretty much over by halftime. Um, the I thought the three times Seth. Well, first of all, the second that Josh Johnson entered the chat, <laughs> the second he came into the game was a turning point. Like, uh oh. I mean, you're already on Brock Purdy, who's your third stringer. When you're going uh uh-oh over a seventh-round rookie leaving the game, that's a big uh uh-oh. Number two, the Johnson fumbled snap uh, right before the half, and um, Boston Scott scores the touchdown to make it 21-7. At that point, if Josh Johnson could have just gone down and got a field goal, it's 14-10 at the half, and, and you're feeling like we're still in this thing. Instead, he fumbles in San Francisco territory a few plays later. The uh, the Eagles are in the end zone, and then there was the drive that, w- that was extended, a 15 play drive that ended in a touchdown by Jalen Hurts. That was extended by a roughing the passer penalty 
on yeah. San Francisco. San Francisco had some bad penalties in this game um, defensively. Uh, um, and you know, it's D'Amico Ryan's defense. Yeah, yeah. A couple of them were pretty, very ticky tack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so th- those were the big turning points in a game that was really kind of over once Brock Purdy went out of this game. God bless Josh Johnson. He's hung around for a long, long time, um, but he couldn't get it done. And to your point, it's funny because Josh Johnson ended up leaving the game with a concussion. And Brock Purdy, who had ice on his arm the whole time Josh Johnson is in, has to come yeah. back into the game because they didn't have a third quarterback. I've never looked at the rosters of a playoff team close enough to know if that's the norm or not. Yeah, it's the norm to of not only have carrying a third quarterback. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, hold up. It's the norm to have one or to not have one? To not have one. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. All right. You that, got your backup quarterback on there, and then, yeah. That seems a little risky to me. I don't know. I mean, a lot of teams don't even have three quarterbacks. Yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. They might. They should. I was surprised they didn't even. Did I miss a wildcat or anything? With he did. They did they, 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 they did do that a couple times. Yeah, a Christian okay. McCaffrey. At least that's what Amy told me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was in the car driving over my CBS show. I'm like, what are they doing at quarterbacks? She's like, I don't know. They snapped it to McCaffrey one time. I saw I that. Started. Um, the whole thing is. The, the thing I got nervous as before Purdy got hurt, the Eagles marched down the field, and I think that. What the the 49ers game plan was going to be was say okay, for one you gotta you gotta handle the Jalen Hurts run game, and I thought the defensive ends for the 49ers did a good job of that in the linebackers, all the RPO stuff and everything. Um, but they were going to take their chances with allowing AJ Brown and Devontae Smith to challenge their cornerbacks on the outside with the gamble that basically Jalen Hurts, we're going to get to Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts really isn't that good at throwing the deep ball. But the one thing the 49ers haven't done well on defense this year is uh, on, on extended scramble plays, they've let up a lot of big plays. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what happened was that they – this happened – like in each of the – the 49ers have struggled against mobile quarterbacks, and when they let them outside the pocket, that ends up doing them in, and that's what did them in a few times. So um, it was – like, Nick, there was another weird part of this game. This was the weirdest game for the first quarter. Nick Bosa gets his ankle rolled up by one of his teammates getting thrown into him on a kickoff um, very early in the game. Yeah, well, you know, to be clear, he was standing on the sidelines, Nick yeah, Bosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just standing on the sideline. He got hit by uh, he got hit by stray bullets from in the form of a human being. So immediately, Nick Bosa is minimized, and he he still did some good things in that game. But there were other times where he fell down, where you could tell, okay, this guy just isn't right. The first the first quarter was just so weird, Sean. Yeah, there was like there was a bit of everything. Greg, uh, what's his face there, kept saying that they've seen like you could check out the box. Yeah, Greg Olson. They've seen one of everything, including Greg Olson started to get on my nerves. Romo's dead to me, but uh, yeah, Greg Olson there, started to get on my nerves. Is a there a bit. is there a color analyst on a Lister broadcast in the NFL that you're okay with right now? I guess it would be Olson, Romo, Collinsworth, and Aikman are the big four. I'm okay with Collinsworth and Aikman. Okay, I am too. Uh, Romo's Romo is his losses. He's atrocious. Mind. He's awful. Like I feel like half the time the audience. Is at home explaining the game to Romo. Yeah, and Romo's like, "Let's see, are they going to go for it, Jim? Are they going to go for it?" Well, it's third down, Tony. Oh, I guess we didn't realize it because the mics were off. Well, I mean, I knew it, but uh, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, Tony, I, I feel so. bad for Nance, like because Nance hey, is Gene. Nance, Gene, what's uh, what's the deal with this pass interference? 
Well, it looks like he had his arm around his waist and he torqued the body a little bit. Yeah. So it turns out that it's considered pass interference when the quarterback throws the ball at uh, the ground. Uh, no, no, Nick. That, no, that, no, actually, Tony, that was from four plays ago. That was the <laughs> intentional grounding. Oh! That's, the best was early in the game. I forget who the receiver was on Kansas City. Um, yeah. But it looked like it looked like it could have been a touchdown catch. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and they called it incomplete on the field, and they're like they're showing it over again. And, and Romo's going, "I don't know, it might be incomplete, Jim." And Nance is like, <laughs> "Nance is like, they called it incomplete on the field, Tony." <laughs> how about like, how about Romo? Because he doesn't get, he's not predicting call, plays the way he used to. He he says stuff before the play a lot that doesn't happen. He's like, I think they're going to go in motion here. They don't go in motion. And then, uh, like, all the time. But then what he'll do, he did this last week. He'll try to, like, claim credit for predicting things. Like, in last week's game in the second quarter, uh, <laughs> in the, I think it was, it was the Bengals game, Joe Burrow made a nice play. And Romo's like, you know, you and I called it. Before the game, we said, these are a couple of good quarterbacks going at it. They're both going to make some great plays in this game. And there you go. Dude, there you have it. And then ultimately, it didn't really end up being a battle between two quarterbacks. It did. It was 27 to 10. Josh <laughs> no, Allen was no. atrocious. But the best, the best was yesterday when Romo decided to call the decision to move Kelsey, uh, split him out as a slot receiver. Right, right, right. Genius. Yeah. It's, a, it's genius. Right. He's not lined up like a normal tight end. <laughs> you, mean like, the, like, you mean the thing they've been doing for like 20 years with dude, various tight ends? Here's the thing, so, too. What the hell are you talking about, Tony? Dude, it's, and it's not – here's the thing. It's not like the, It's not like this is the Texans making a run to the AFC title game and Romo hasn't done any Texans games all year. Yeah. Romo and Nance are practically the Chiefs TV broadcast team. How many Chiefs yeah. games have they probably done this year? They've probably done at least probably four Chiefs games, right, on CBS? Let's see how they formate. He said formate. Yeah. Let's see how they how they formate Travis Kelsey crazy, on man. this one. Crazy. I'm not – look, I'm not one to criticize messing up names or anything. Gronkowski does it because I do it all the time. Yeah. Gronkowski does it, and I think it's charming. I think with Romo, it's just becoming so clear that he puts zero effort into this. Dude. Like zero, zero effort into any kind of preparation for the game. Do you think somebody got to Gronk about his delivery? Do we have that, Ben? Do we have Gronk? The, you brought this to my attention. Um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> it. So I had seen people react to it. I didn't get to see it because I was doing my CBS show, but I, I had seen people react to it, and you sent me the tweet, and I'm going, you and I talked about Gronk's delivery on the studio show, and it's Gronk. It's raw. You know, it's it, yeah. it, He's not a classic broadcaster, but I always thought there was a casual sort of meatheadedness to his delivery, and even yeah. some of the things he would say, I'm like, oh, okay, well, he's making some points there that sound like good points to me, your average football fan. This feels like someone got to him about, you need to look at the camera and be more forceful with your takes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's been doing that. I think the, the thing I noticed about this take was that just he um, – and again, I screw up names all the time. I yeah. did like three minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, you got to just – you got to listen to the pronunciation of these names. Okay. I, he's definitely reading off of a prompter. Yeah. And I think – and I know this is going to be a huge surprise to a lot of people. I'm not sure Gronk is the best reader. 
So this is this is what it sounds like when he's reading from a prompter. Yes, the Cincinnati Bengals defense has been playing great. They held Buffalo to their least amount of points scored all year last week. And if Travis Kelsey does not play, expect the Bengals to rattle Mahomes all game without his safety valve. Someone's going to have to step up to the plate. Is it going to be Juju Smith-Schuster or is it going to be Jarek McKinnon? We will see later on. Okay, you see, I mean, Seth, it's... Just a, it's yeah. But here's the thing that I want to... You're right, the pronunciations were <laughs> well, bad on a couple... Buffa, yeah. He said Buffa. He said Buffa. He said... Mayhomes, Mayhomes, yeah, or or Mahomes, like yeah. uh, like Milady, almost like with an apostrophe. Uh, and he said McKinnon, McKinnon, uh, yeah, so, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. those are undeniably bad. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I was, he was looking at the camera with like yeah. the a, a ferocity, and I'm almost expecting him to point at the camera. That was like broadcast boot camp day one level, like yeah. a read. You know what I mean? Like, okay, guys, we're not going to give you any coaching. You do this how you think people read things off a teleprompter, and I think he, uh, yeah, it's. Not, I think he probably he's probably been having a hard time bringing as much emotion as he wants to it. So they might have said, okay, let's try it with a teleprompter, okay, and and see how you do with that. And it's a very it's a very awkward and weird thing reading from a teleprompter. It's not easy at all because it doesn't. It doesn't move at the steady rate that you expect it to. Yeah. So to be doing it on live television, it's a really, it's a really high level of difficulty they throw some of these guys into, and I don't. That's why I don't, I don't criticize Gronk for it. I think it's endearing because he's so likable. I criticize Romo because he's gotten worse and worse every year he's been in it. Yeah. And he's clearly not preparing for the games, and he clearly doesn't know what the actual hell's going on during the game. He makes it's 17... Frust- it's frustrating to watch a game with him broadcast. It is. No, he gets in the way. He he makes $17 yeah. million a year. He's supposed to be some sort of gold standard, and it's bad. He's He detracts. Yeah. He, he, he It's not fun to watch a game that Tony Romo's doing because he's just stepping all over everything. It's it's really bad. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you here on a, um, on a uh, Monday, a reaction Monday here on Sports Radio 610. Um, back to D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans looks like he's going to be the next Texans head coach. One of the really fun ripple effects from this news on Friday was watching Denver scramble for solutions. Wait till you hear what one of the rumored solutions is for the next Denver Broncos head coach in the wake of D'Amico turning his attention to the Texans. That is next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.